welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Siguay. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player, and I've been vegan for over nine years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, which has helped over 500 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, we have a Valentine's edition. I'm joined by my beautiful and amazing fiance, Ivy, um, and we'll be answering some of you guys' questions. Ivy, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> well, for Valentine's episode, just, I can only record with you. You're obligated. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so you have a list of questions that people have been asking us throughout periods of time. Um, especially you guys really enjoyed the last episode that we did together. So I decided to film another one and answer some more questions. So uh, is there anything you want to add before we get into the questions? No, we should just get to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We love recording so much. I'm so natural. Okay. Um, so I got a list of questions here. So we're just going to go through it. Yes. Okay. So for Valentine's, people are asking, how do we keep the spark alive in a long-term relationship? Oh, well, we've been together for what, year and four or five months. <laughs> so would that be considered long-term? It's pretty long for my records. <laughs> for your record? Okay. Yeah. So I'll let you answer that because- to me, that's still like pretty new a year and four months. I would consider that, I consider like five, 10 plus years long-term. I mean, it's over a year. So I think that's considered long-term for a lot of people. Okay. In myself. this day and age. <laughs> okay. Tempe agrees. Um, so to keep this part going, I think we never forget, especially you, you still give me flowers every week or no, every couple of weeks. Week or two weeks, yeah. <laughs> so that's really sweet. And we're still like keeping that romance and dating. So we still have date nights. It keeps moving around. Could be Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. But mm -hmm. we make sure within a week, we actually do one thing just for us, like a fun thing to do with yeah. us. Um, I think that's pretty much it, right? I mean, you've always been so nice and sweet and thoughtful and oh, funny. So that's keeping this part. Um, yeah. Well, just being us being genuine with each other and being open um, and being honest and just having fun. I think we're two really playful people. Um, so we definitely can we have our fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we yeah. play a lot. We have our fun. And I think that plays into us still having that spark yeah. after a year and a half almost now. Yeah, I think it's very important for a couple to actually just do something fun together, whether that's, you know, just taking a walk, like hiking or doing it. doesn't pool, need, yeah, golf, exactly. golf balls, mountain biking. It doesn't need to be expensive. It just needs to be something that you both enjoy doing. Yes. And when you turn off your phone and you can spend quality time together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of hard, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was not directed at you. Um. So what are some creative and unique date ideas? for valentine's day you can say i mean we've only spent one it is our, well yeah we only had one this is our second one that's coming up so we're recording this obviously so it comes out on valentine's day um well i have something for you but i'm not going to say it on the recording because then you'll know what we're doing <laughs> yeah but what, one thing that we told ourselves that we were trying to prioritize is to be more experience gift versus like material things simply because we're going through a cleansing of our apartment and in the move that we have coming up. So just putting more value on us experiencing life experiences, spending quality time together versus me buying you another ring or another purse, which I know you want. It's <laughs> a fun experience. Um, but yeah, so we totally agree this year. It's going to be more memorable, like sentimental and experience wise, since we can't bring it with us when we move around. Yeah, we have a lot of shit. So it definitely was an eye opener to realize how easy it is to buy something and how hard it is to sell something and just never really end up using things fully. Yeah, so I really appreciate the material gifts. And obviously, you've been so generous throughout this year. Oh, yeah, look at that ring. 
getting your ring. Um, but I do appreciate that a lot. But I do value a lot of the experiences that we've spent together because what you usually remember when you're given a gift is the feeling that you're getting, right? So if we're sharing some experience together, like traveling or doing some activities together, like the fun and just that like you can tell stories about it it's it just means so much more to us now than before i think we're growing up (laughs) we're adulting that's what it is yeah like our i remember more a trip to like the first one to big bear that we had it was really powerful the second one where we took a break from our phones for three days um the only thing i remember from one gift I bought you was that it was more expensive than my first car. <laughs> that purse shockingly remember that purse. I remember it because it was more expensive than the first car I ever owned. That's the only thing I remember about it. It was a shock. Yeah, it wasn't anything. even a necessarily a great memory, but definitely the trips were definitely more memorable it and was enjoyable. Definitely a great memory. Yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah, at least yeah. you still have the purse. So yeah. So for this Valentine's Day, it's definitely an experience that we're doing, and I have something planned for us. So they'll know when it comes out. But um, make a story now, about it. You guys won't know about it yet. Yeah. yeah. You have to watch our stories. All I'll right. put into uh, Ivy's Instagram in the show notes below too. What? If you're on podcast or YouTube, because it's going on both. Exactly. It'll be fun. Cool. I we'll think. <laughs> I hope. Um, so somebody asked, what's our favorite love story and why does it resonate with you? Like a, a movie? I guess so. Yeah. Like a movie. Dang. I don't know. Or anything. Like a book, history. I don't really like watch that many. I like comedy movies. Not really romantic. I don't really, I don't read romantic stuff. I just read like business self-development things. So I honestly have no idea. I don't don't, (laughs) like a a typical love story. I don't have nothing I can Uh, refer to. That's my favorite. Yeah. What does it say with you? And why does it resonate? Um, I love. Is it for Fifty First Date? Which you saw, Where yeah, Drew Barry. I see Fifty Shades of Grey. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a <laughs> You're definitely my <laughs> No kidding. Um, Fifty First Date with Drew Barry and that, Adam Sandler. I think it's my favorite, just because, like, it just proves that every day is a different day for anyone, right? But having that like just excitement and love for someone that you keep doing things just to like make that person happy mm-hmm. i mean there's it's not literally like you know it's like a fifth a date every single day but to be able to push a relationship i think to its limit like you have to be able to like date someone every day so you need to like grow and like them more and more every day and if you have that in your mind i think it'll be easier to be with someone don't yeah. You agree? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know why you like the movie. You 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 really love consistency from people around yes, you. That's what it is. That's something you really value. So I can see how why you would like that yeah. story. Consistency is key for me. Whether that's like Buying work, flowers. love, you know, from a partner, from my parents and my mom, like it's always consistency. So I tend to be the same to other people. So I want to be consistent with everything I do. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Thank you for oh, yeah. shining the light on that. Yeah. So I would say it's my favorite love story too. You know. Oh, it is now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, what else? How do we handle the challenges that come with being in a relationship such as communication and trust issues? So this is a good one. Um, I think it's work in progress. I... I generally would have to say that I don't really have trust issues or um, like trust issues would fall into like jealousy because I had some conversation like that with some friends on a personal level. It's never something that I cared or struggled with. I'm very confident in, in you and it just, I don't never something I, I thought about, but communication is something definitely that an area that um, I've had to, to improve on because a lot of things I just want to take on and solve. Um, and if you don't want me going there, like, because of my past, I can share anything necessarily with my partner. Yeah. So I always took it upon myself to keep everything for me and to mm-hmm. deal with it <laughs> without involving my partner. So I kind of carry that over with you. Um, but I have to realize that you're a fully healthy grown woman. Capable. That's not, that's not sick. So, 
Um, it's taken me some time to shift that. It's been like a year, a year, four months, five months. Yeah. And now I'm just getting to the place. Where I'm like, oh, there's an issue. I can talk about it with you versus I need to keep it in and deal with it because, you know, hypothetically, you would be going through something. Yeah, that's definitely the challenges that we faced through the times we've been together. And it's just gotten easier because we actually communicated. So the challenges that you mentioned is or was my challenges as well. Mm -hmm. But through communication, we talked about it and it just gotten easier because we start trusting each other more. And we know that we're not going anywhere. So we just need to work things out and like, yeah. you know, just push forward. Um, as far as trust issue, the same thing. You give me your phone. I have like basically passwords You're on my Instagram. Yeah. for everything. You, you, you work for all the companies I have. So yeah. you have access to everything. Yeah. So, you know, like as much as I like look through and like, oh, let me just see some messages. There's really nothing. So I people send weird shit on Instagram sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Because I read them and I'm like, okay. But um, yeah, so there's nothing. You haven't shown me anything that I shouldn't trust you. In fact, if anything, every single day you're proving that, you know, you're very trustworthy and that I made the right choice. Mm-hmm. Let's see a piece of hair here. <laughs> Is it something? Yeah. Um, no, I appreciate that. I guess like I've never yeah, I trust you wholeheartedly. And for me, like, I'm a pretty open book, like, to a point where it could be negative, <laughs> how much I'm an open book. So, yeah. Yeah, you have no filter, I think. I'm just, I'm just very genuine to the point where sometimes it goes against me and people use it to their advantage. So I'm learning to pull back sometimes, depending on the You're environment that I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I really want to help people. And I think vulnerability is like such a powerful tool for that. But I have to realize that there's people that have bad intention out there. And then I have to be careful. Yeah, just need to be wiser about It'll know, come who to trust. as I get older. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> this is our favorite. <laughs> Maybe mine. Um, how important is physical intimacy in a relationship? And how do you keep it fresh and exciting? It's your favorite. I'll let you answer it. <laughs> You tell me. What? <laughs> you tell me. How important is it for you? How do you keep it fresh? Um, it's been a year now. I think that a couple should be intimate as much as they can because I believe that's one thing that is like primarily shared between a couple, right? Like I can have a friend and can do everything else except that. Mm -hmm. So with that, it's just... Depends if you live in a hippie commune. You know. <laughs> Depends where you live, who your friends are. Okay, well, intimacy, I think, is very important because it keeps the spark just going. Yeah, and I love how shy I get. <laughs> Mom, don't watch this. Yes. Um, so keep it fresh. I mean, we do a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> I love how uncomfortable you're getting. That's why I let you take the question. <laughs> crying um yeah. we keep it fresh by buying some cute outfits mm -hmm. you know yeah and we're consistent with that area of our life we are physically active we'll put it this way we have a goal a daily goal. daily <laughs> so. i don't think we've ever wavered off of it since we've been together yeah if we do we make it up the next day <laughs> we make it so. up the next day yeah but yeah no, okay, so so average fun. once a day <laughs> it's very important i think it keeps like the couple just like having that romantic spark together and just keeping you guys close and I don't know it's hard to explain I'm sure you guys had experienced it so you know how it is yeah. but it's just for us it's it's just so it's not about the sex part for the most part like we can be cuddling and that's like you know keeping it like just really close and PG-13 <laughs> Like, I'm over this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just like, there's, there's going to be parents listening that are, that are going to be like, wait till you have kids or wait till you get married. Hey, cuddles. Cuddles we'll, is very, very intimate to us. We'll deal with it once we get there. Yeah, but I mean, cuddling is like my favorite part. So, in kissing. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. You added um, that. You, you took that question and put it in there from people. So, <laughs> I'm just reading through. Uh, what are some healthy and unhealthy aspects of love and relationships and how can you tell the difference? 
healthy and unhealthy. Well, first off, I want to make a disclaimer that we're not relationships experts, right? As we're <laughs> answering all these questions is just from our perspective and our life experiences and our relationships. So I do want to preface that because some people take things for as we say them. So I do all content. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to put that a disclaimer on I that. Mean, so this works for us. And this is what we're talking about. Just our relationship and what works for us. Yeah. Well, what's healthy and unhealthy to me, what's unhealthy to have a partner that doesn't support you and the things that you want to accomplish. And I think we were very clear with each other at the beginning. Right. And it was like pretty cutthroat. I, I was pretty cutthroat with it at the beginning. It's like, I don't want someone that's going to limit the ambitions that I have because that's, not a no one is worth it in the world for some if someone's going to live with my ambition i don't want to be in a relationship where that happens and i was probably a dick in how i said it at first to you but but to me that was really important right i was like i want someone that that will support or even just not care but that will let me have these ambitions and do the things that i want to accomplish in the world which is a positive impact so to me that's a sign of a healthy relationship like to have a partner that supports you and you know you went above and beyond when when we first met and, and supporting me, especially now, right, from leaving your job, coming here, now working with me um, and dealing with me after my last relationship and kind of the healing I had to go through, like you've been very patient. So I'd say those are all signs of a healthy relationship. It's a partner that's going to show up for you regardless, and that's going to be able that when the time is right, put their needs aside to take care of their partner and vice versa. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think unhealthy relationship is when you're actually codependent to with each other and the other person basically can't do anything without the other person right mm -hmm. so unhealthy means not having your own goals and ambition so from the very beginning you specifically told me what those are mm -hmm. which i really appreciate because i have my own goals and ambitions as well but the most important thing i think that goes into the healthy part of it is it was actually aligned with yours yeah. So we can go through our journey of what it is individually, but still kind of come together because they're pretty much the same mm -hmm. goal. Like you want your own um, charity yeah. or like you know, cancer patients and things like that to help more people. And I have my own, which is more like an orphanage type for children, because I do believe children are the future. So I want to help the ones that's helpless. Mm -hmm. and hopefully build a life for them when they're grown up and make the world a better place so cliche but you know it is true no, it's in your heart and it's strong because it's been there since we met right. you never wavered off of it and that's important because people say shit like that when you meet someone new to sound like i have a good heart and i want to have this impact but to stick with it to keep like to keep it for that long like is genuine thank you yeah you're kind of cool <laughs> i kind of like you um so that's great what else is here there's a lot of questions yeah well i actually want to add something for mm -hmm. unhealthy yeah, um when we talked about like trust and lack of trust like a lack of trust i think is an unhealthy trait or like jealousy slash lack of trust um i again maybe it's just me because i've spoken to some friends about that and they're like i would never do that like if you had guy friends that were like really close friends with her and you wanted to hang out with them, I would just not care at all because I trust you wholeheartedly. Um, and same, like majority of people around me are, are women simply because being in the, in the health space and the cancer space and a fat loss space, and you have full trust of me as well. So to me, that's, that's like really important. Um, so an unhealthy trait is not trusting your partner in the situation and trusting that your partner would never put themselves in a position where something bad could happen. I think that's important. Well, yeah, like trust is huge in a relationship and I'm not perfect, obviously. So I've had like in my past relationships, you know, trust issues. But now I realize it's not actually me. <laughs> like I thought I was just going crazy. It's actually the other person too. Like they gave me reasons, right? Not to mm -hmm. trust them. But with you, it's a lot different. There's like total trust. I have no worries. I know I can leave you for a week or two and not worry what the hell you're doing, you know, because you're so dedicated. I'm working and working out. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, we've done it a few times. Like I've left. And and it's just you're just too trustworthy and, and just too honest. Like you tell me everything. I if I did fault. yeah, if I did something bad, I can't keep it in. It just shows my body like I shake. 
And I feel so uncomfortable that I can't live with it that I have to say something. Right. And that's very rare because like if I killed the plant, I will tell you, I won't be able to live with that. You actually did. No, it's right there. It's fine. It's been great. It's thriving. Um, But yeah, no, so it's true. It's the person Mm -hmm. and you've demonstrated high trustworthy qualities. So there's no point for me to even like doubt you. Mm -hmm. It's great. So ladies, you're not crazy. The man. (laughs) It's not me. It's you. (laughs) Right. Okay. Um, What's the next question? Um, people are asking about plant based. Yes, let's go into plant based. That is what this podcast is about, after all. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's a it's asking what led you both to adopt a plant based lifestyle, and how has it impacted your relationship? You've yeah. been well, vegan. I, I can say mine quickly because I recorded a podcast on it, maybe like three episodes ago fully about my whole vegan story so basically um was a bodybuilder got recruited for modeling went on google was trying to lose some weight for modeling they told me vegans are skinny and weak i'm like i don't care if i'm weak i just need to get skinny so i went vegan um and then the thing is i lost 80 pounds in one year stopped weightlifting just ate vegan did it completely wrong i was severely under eating my calories but the goal is to be skinny for modeling um because i want to walk the runway and you have to be like stick thin to do that um, but then a few things happened. My gut improved, my congestion went away, like brain fogginess went away that I didn't even know I was living with. Um, and I felt really good. Then I got into like watching forks over knife, Calspiracy, those documentaries. And I was like, dang, like this is the way to like eat. Right. It's like, and then that's the time my grandfather passed away from cancer and in forks over knife, they talk about the impact of like eating animal products on cancer. And I was like, damn, like this is, this is what I'm doing forever. Um, and it has been nine years that I've been plant-based. It's a great journey, and look where you are now, helping yeah. 600 plus vegans and hopefully people who wants to transition. Yeah, and the impact is beyond those 600 because a lot of people I work with are women, um, and not to be stereotypical, but like men are lazy to cook. Women tend to cook the food at home, right? Not making any assumptions, <laughs> just that's how it ended up being, right? For no, I'm cooking. <laughs> And so most women are cooking the meal at home. And so they're impacting their children. They're impacting the partner. The partners eating more plant-based. We have so many stories of, of partners losing weight indirectly by their, by the wife being in the program. Um, so yeah, the impact goes far beyond the actual person that we coach. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah. It's actually really amazing and exciting to hear. So good luck to you. <laughs> so why did you go plant-based? Because <laughs> of you. Um, well, yeah, I'm, obviously yeah it's not a joke <laughs> when we first met i ordered something yeah, you ordered, salmon <laughs> you ordered salmon is it because you don't keep eating salmon yeah because i have vegan friends and you know like i get it but i'm like i really just wanted some fish right now but for the most part i've always been like i love vegetables and fruits it wasn't hard transition right but i do love sushi so that's one thing we're like trying to weed me out I mean, I can't eat it every day, obviously, but I do have cravings. Mm-hmm. So I'm like 97% plant-based now. Yeah. And that like it's 2%. Just pretty, hey, as long as people eat more plant-based, I'm just happy you're eating more plant-based, right? One thing I never want to have in our fridge is like steak or chicken or eggs. And we've never had that yeah. since we've been together because that's that part is important to me. Yeah. Um, and I do feel the difference, you know, like I feel lighter and my stomach actually feels like not floated only mm. like once a month when I'm <laughs> but it helps um i don't it's like i have a clarity of my mentality i can work better i used to consume how many cups like five cups of coffee yeah when we first met yeah <laughs> like you were funding starbucks that's crazy <laughs> i was getting those stars like every two weeks yeah meaning like you spend 400 200 dollars probably like every week or two yeah so yeah since we i transitioned and you showed me how to properly like eat i actually cut down to maybe one cup now yeah you're like one shot a day now yeah yeah that's a significant difference and, and I have you know, more energy you have more energy you build muscle like you like for i don't know if you noticed this but you do five strength training sessions with me a week yeah. And in one cardio, like that's a significant amount of exercise and yeah. you're able to get through it every single week. Like that's a lot for Barely. most people. 
<laughs> nah, but, but you do all the workouts and like, yeah, you're sore after that's normal. I'm sore too, but like you're recovering from those. You build more muscle. Now you have a bigger booty. You're welcome. <laughs> Sure she was in the gym this morning. She was looking. I was like, I was like, yeah, you're welcome. I built that for you. It's a little bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So plant based definitely helped a lot in a lot of ways more than I thought. And also, I care about the animals. Like I told you this, I'll probably go vegan for animals mm. because I am. Because we have like I love pets. I love when we rescued our dog from a meat market. Mm -hmm. So. And we named him Tempe, which was. <laughs> Yeah. He just looks like a cute little kid. Yeah, he looks like Tempeh. He's like brown and white, as you see on our Instagram. Yeah, so that's that. So thank you for the help. You're welcome. Um, okay, so what challenges have you guys faced as a couple with different dietary needs and how you overcome them? It's pretty much the same. I th yeah, I think it was pretty straightforward. Like, I don't, when I met her and, and you said like, oh, is it okay if I order fish? I'm like, you do what you want to do, right? I'm not, I'm not the type of vegan. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Can't stop the freaking hate online. I mean, I'm trying to be <laughs> careful what I say because people get butt hurt when I share stuff, but there's a vegan activist that will get into your face. I'm not that guy, right? Everyone's on their own journey. I'm understanding that it's a transition for everyone. And someone trying to push veganism down your throat is not actually going to help the person transition. They're just going to shut off and want to fight back. So I was like, everyone's on their own journey. Like, you want to fish? Like, eat fish. That's fine. That's like, it's you. It's your journey. My, when I, how I try to help people, if they come in through me through the program, like we directly help them with a meal plan. But for the people that are around me, it's like either I'm planting a seed or a seed has been planted and I'm just watering it through what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. And so like, you want to eat fish? Like eat fish. That's cool. And then like, I never pushed veganism on you. I never asked you to be more plant. I never asked you any of these things. Yeah. Right. You just on your own, you just kind of slowly transition <laughs> as we progress along in our relationship well you're also very smart and you know i don't want to be like i don't do what i'm told <laughs> i go the opposite like most genuinely most people do most people are if you attack someone's core value they're going to be rebellious they're going to fight back it's normal you're telling them that what they know to be true to them is false everyone's going to fight back yeah so i think by you not telling me what to do I basically just transitioned like automatically because I noticed like how it made me feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just I I feel better. I look better. I think, you know, like I stopped breaking out. By the way, that's one thing. Like I used to get little breakouts here and there since I, I that ate more plant based. Like yeah. you've noticed, like I don't really get any breakouts. Well, you don't point it out, so <laughs> I have a little pimple here, and now you don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. So it's gone actually. Like. 99% maybe that 1% once in a blue moon but yeah. um so skin's better um you feel better so why not just like keep the transition right because it's doing a lot more good for my body than when I wasn't yeah. so for me it's like I saw the results so I just kept at it and I'm helping the environment at the same time and saving animals so it's a lot of good yeah like you know, if it takes you two years, three years, four years to transition, that's way better than like me being in your face about it. And then you just being like, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to become carnivore. Right. <laughs> yeah. Most people out of like uh, out of, of anger or whatever, they'll go the opposite direction to try to prove their point. Like kind of useless. I'm not a fan of like being in people's face. No. So then I also learned that I love spaghetti a lot. Oh, yeah. and, uh, a lot. A lot. It's a specialty dish. So I'm like, I'm just going to try to make the best vegan version of it. Well, it tastes good and delicious and I would enjoy. So I did. So for you people out there that's thinking, oh, vegan food is not tasty. You can actually make them tasty if you educate yourself and how to do them well. Um, there's a lot of recipes in your well, plan. Yeah. So I actually have, I probably have like 500 plus recipes on my Instagram account. I think in the link in the show notes on podcast, potentially YouTube as well, there's a 15 recipe guide. Um, and if you just DM me on Instagram, I can send you the 15 recipe guide. It's absolutely free just for you to experiment with some of the recipes that we have on there. So yeah, the, the resources are available everywhere. Right. So that makes it easier because it does taste delicious and you're able to like eat varieties and you know, you don't give up on your favorite food just because you're now like more plant-based. There's a lot of plant-based sources. 
yeah. that could replicate the taste and the texture and things like that. So you just got to be educated in that part. Yeah. And you have like the freaking <laughs> source beside you. So <laughs> just ask them. Yeah. So, I mean, I have that advantage after all. And I'm cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I cook spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti every night. Who doesn't like spaghetti? <laughs> okay. Uh, what role does plant-based living play in your relationship and how do you incorporate it into your daily life? How, how does it play a role? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's your... That's my whole life. It's my livelihood too. Yeah. Like, yeah, literally, I, I built my life around the things that I'm passionate about and that is helping people get fitter, healthier, lose weight and thrive on plants. Most importantly, to disease-proof their body because I don't want anyone to have to go through any chronic disease that can easily be prevented. So um, I built my whole life around it. This is how I make a livelihood by helping people transform. Yeah, it took me years to get there, years of studying. And yeah, so it is It is our whole life. We talk about like we're in that world every second. Yeah, it's not just what's good for social media. We live this lifestyle now and we yeah. practice this lifestyle. And you educate people to have the same lifestyle so they can have a choice. Yeah. It's the best is... lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> or else I wouldn't be doing it. If I thought something else was better, I would be doing that. I'm a very passionate person. If I want to do something, I do it. So if I'm doing this, it's because I really believe in it. So they're asking for you, what are some tips for transitioning to a plant-based lifestyle, both for beginners and for those looking to make it a permanent thing? Yeah. Well, we just recorded a reel about that. Um, Wednesdays are content day, which is why we're recording this podcast. <laughs> See, I'm honest, like real honest. Um, so my, my favorite way is just to take it slow, right? I did it cold. I like to call it cold tofurkey, right? Yeah. Instead of cold turkey. Um which was pretty hard for me to understand what to eat and like how much to eat and how to probably combine. So for most people, I just say, take how many meals do you eat per day, like three or four or five, depending, take your breakfast, switch it for a plant-based one. So whether you do like a scrambled tofu, avocado toast, a smoothie, overnight oats, whatever you like having for breakfast, just make it vegan for one full week, the second week, and then keep the rest of your food the same. The second week, keep your breakfast plant-based. And then substitute the next meal, whether it's a snack or potentially your lunch at work. Keep your breakfast, sub your lunch a second week. And then just experiment in the kitchen. Be creative. You can make a Buddha bowl. You can make a stir fry. You can make a wrap. You can make a sandwich. Like you can make pasta for lunch if you want to, like however you want. And in the third week, substitute your dinner. And the fourth, if you have like a smoothie or a snack or whatever. So over the course of three to five weeks, depending on how many meals you have per day, you fully transition to eating plant-based. It gave your gut time to adjust to the increase in fiber. Uh, because if you're eating like shit before, it's going to take a hit on your gut. If you go like 100% whole food plant-based in one go, uh, it's going to give you time to discover new recipes, alternative for ingredients. So if you're like making pancakes on a Sunday and you're supposed to have eggs in there, when I transitioned, I had no idea what to substitute it for. But, you know, some soaked chia seeds or some crushed flax seeds that you soak, those are great alternatives. Applesauce you can use, um, a smashed banana you can use as an egg replacer. So like using time and research and give you just enough time to transition so you don't tell yourself i'm going vegan tomorrow and then you wake up you're like uh what do i eat grass and tree bark like i don't know what to eat so, <laughs> which is the most misconception i think for... grass and tree bark yeah. <laughs> yeah man when i transitioned i had a guy call me tree bark for a year <laughs> when i went vegan because i was a bodybuilder so everyone ate like we ate a ton of meat before i transitioned so yeah people kind of made a fun at me but here I am nine years later and helping a ton of people. I love tofu scramble. I think it's one of my favorite breakfast. Yeah, with nutritional yeast. And yeah, so that's our transition to eating plant-based. And to make it a more permanent change, um, to be honest with you, it just comes down to a decision. Start it, right? Give your body a good chance to experience what it's like to eat plant-based. If you want guidance and support, I'm here. There's a ton of amazing coaches out there to help to help you transition, don't do what most people do and just go blindly into it. Do a bit of research, take your time because you can have a bad experience. You can go and eat all processed vegan food and feel like absolute shit. Like it is still processed food at the end of the day, right? You won't feel your best. Or you can go to the flip side where you don't know what to eat, where you're trying to keep it clean and you're going to severely under eat because eating whole food plant-based is not really high in calorie and you need a certain amount of calories to like have energy every single day. So that's what I did. I went whole food plant-based, kept it clean. Nine years ago, there was none of the vegan food that's available now. Like the best thing I had was 
tofu that was banana flavored for dessert. Like that's all I had. That's all I had. There was no, there was no chips or shit <laughs> like that. Like that was, that was it. Like you were, that was yeah. a treat for you. So, um, I had no choice but to eat clean, but it's so low in calorie and you have to eat so much to get there. And if you're uneducated about like, you can throw in some seeds or some, you know, some quinoa or some cooked foods, uh, you're going to severely under eat. You're going to feel weak. People are experiencing like hair loss, but it's not from going vegan. It's just, they're not eating enough calories for your body to have all the vitamins and building blocks to like for your hair for your nails and for all these things so it's important to do it right when you transition just like anything right you want to do like keto or whatever new thing you start you want to make sure you do it well from the start right so a lot of research or they want to speed up the process they hire a coach yeah so there's so many resources available now like we're in 2023 like you you, you can YouTube a lot of the knowledge that's out there. There's a lot of bad information out yeah. there. Like I'll put that as a disclaimer. My favorite thing, I always outsource. If there's an area of my life that I want to improve, I just outsource it. Why do I need to figure out how to create the wheel in that area? I don't, someone did it. Someone made all the stupid mistakes that I'm about to make. I can just buy the right road from them and not have to make all these stupid mistakes that are going to cost me more money than I'm going to pay them. Right. And it's going to cost me way more time that I'll never be able to get back in my life. I just like to hire outsource that area of my life. As a coach, I still outsource that area of my life as I don't want to be emotionally involved in the process. But like I made all the stupid mistakes transitioning. Um, go 600 people plus. I've mastered how to do it efficiently. So find someone that has done it and then just go hire them. Prevent yourself from all the costly mistakes and times that it takes. That's a right. huge waste of time. Like I, I genuinely, you know how I'm, I'm going to say that I'm not lazy. I'm efficient. It's different. I, if I have to do a, take on a new thing, I'll find someone that did it. And I'm just going to go and ask them. All right. When we go into a store, I don't try to look for shit. I ask people, where's this thing? They know they work there. Why do I have to waste my time walking around trying to figure it out? Right. I just, you go to the source. Yeah. I just go to the source and I was like, where is it? They're like, oh, it's right behind you. Thank you. I didn't have to look five aisles to know it was like right behind me yeah i think a lot of people including me not knowing enough about you know plant-based and how to eat right i would do a lot of research but that doesn't kind of you get um bits and pieces of it you don't get so many different viewpoints to on it yeah so it's a costly mistake sometimes because nothing's working and you keep doing different things and Mm -hmm. You're wasting time and energy and money mm-hmm. versus going to like someone like a fit vegan coach that would literally make it super easy for you and make it cost effective in a way that you're not going to make all these mistakes, saving you time and energy and, and yeah. time you can't get back. So a day that you're wasting is a day is like you're not getting what you need. Yeah. If and I'll put a disclaimer out there because there's some people that I understand don't have the funds to hire a coach. If you're, I don't want to say dead broke, but if you literally do not have the ability to invest in yourself, um, go buy a book, Forks Over Knife, right? Plant Proof by Simon Hill. Um, Dr. B's book, great book to get started, right? But if you have the ability to invest in yourself and into your health, do it. You're going to save so much time. And if you work and you have the ability to make money per hour, you'll make all your money back by the time that you save genuinely. Well, we don't put like, a price on our health right like once you get sick it's kind of too late because then you're like i wish i'd spent this money preventing it because that's my thought process yeah people say their health is priceless but then you name a price and they're like ah it's too much (laughs) i'm like well it's not priceless right (laughs) so it's not technically priceless i think everyone should put a uh, how much their time is worth per hour that's how i make my decisions um if something is less than that i outsource it if something is not worth my time, I don't do it. Um, and that's been really helpful and being able to prioritize the things that are actually going to make a difference. But yeah, if you're just like, if you do not have a single penny to invest in your health, like genuinely, and you're lying to yourself, if you don't, you can be honest with yourself. Um, those books are great. If you don't have the money to buy the book, go to a library. I'm sure you can find a hack version. Don't tell that to Simon, <laughs> everyone. But I'm sure you can find a book online for a lot cheaper, right? To get you started in the right Please place. Books. Yeah, use books like, we got a pile here that we're giving away so yeah well also i think like people spend a lot of money coming from the skincare industry right yeah it's a billion dollar like industry now Mm -hmm. 
and consumers especially women and i'll say a lot of men now too are so insecure about their looks and you know i mean it's normal that's a great point right so you spend a lot of money with a there's a 200 dollars eye cream it's yeah, a little it's crazy. That probably would last a month. That yeah. you know, it's like well known, and you pay because in hopes that you look the part. But people forget what's inside of our body is actually more important because you can look wrinkle free, <laughs> right, or whatever, like beautiful, but then your body's deteriorating, mm-hmm. and, and you get sick, and you get sick, and that beauty will not last anyway, so you have to take care of your inside as much, as well as your outside, but mainly, yeah. like, you have to take care of your health. You, you, you actually made me think of something as you were sharing that. People spend so much on things to make themselves feel more confident and more comfortable in their skin. They'll buy expensive clothes, skincare, they'll upgrade their car, they'll buy a nice watch or a purse. They'll spend literally thousands of dollars per year to look and feel more confident. Do you know what makes you feel and look more confident? You look fucking good naked. Like genuinely, right? (laughs) Like if you can, like that's the ultimate, like once you achieve, yeah, once you achieve the body that you want, I've done it. I've helped a lot of people do it. Once you get to that point, you're like, damn, I feel good and I look good and I feel awesome. There's no fucking watch you can buy. There's no piece of clothing you can buy that will make you feel that way. That is the That's ultimate true. feeling of of confidence and feeling comfortable in your skin. Walk naked. Walk naked around. <laughs> right? But yeah. I'm saying is like people spend money on all these accessories that ultimately are going to run out of fashion. That are going to get its value. lose its value. Um, they're not going to be popular in whatever six months. So people won't care whatever that thing is, but they can spend like a few grand on their health. Right. Well, that's. I think it's easily forgotten because you don't see it. We're yeah. very visual, right? Yeah. So what you don't see, you don't pay attention. But the thing with that also, I know that you know confidence is like be naked and look at yourself and you're in great shape. But also just being healthy. It's the feeling. Getting yeah. up in the morning with full energy, you know, like that's priceless. Yeah. I would pay an obscene amount of money to feel good every day yeah. rather than like a skincare. And I feel like if you're eating healthy and you're getting the right vitamins, your, your skin's skin, going to be awesome. Exactly. Yeah, you saw changes. As yeah. You, yeah. And I hardly like, actually, I don't, I don't really buy skincare anymore. You know that like, yeah. Oh yeah. We were like a freaking <laughs> store before we had a lot. And now it's like very minimal, like, you know, your face wash and, and moisturizer. Mm-hmm. And I buy like very inexpensive, like toner or something. Yeah. So it's no longer about the brand or what the ingredients are there because you naturally your skin will just like glow <laughs> from yeah. all this good vitamins and food yeah it's for people listening that are still listening it's about going back to the basics mm-hmm. right the like marketing is a billion probably trillion dollar industry um to sell you shit to trying to make you feel cool and like you're someone else right it's trying to make you comfortable in your body like becoming healthier inside and out and looking the way that you want to. There's nothing you can buy that would make you feel like that. Genuinely. You can buy the nicest. And I bought a pretty nice watch last year. You can buy the nicest watch or anything like that. It will not make you feel any different about yourself. You'll feel high for like a day or maybe a week and then goes back down. Then you got to buy something else. Yeah. Transforming your body is the most beautiful gift that you can give yourself. And it sucks <laughs> and, and, and genuinely, it's a lot of work. it is a lot of work. And it, the thing is, it's a lot of work to gain. Yeah, it's easier to maintain, and it goes away so fast as mm-hmm. soon as you stop. Right, so it's finding a sustainable way to do it, which is why we coach our members the way that we do. I yeah. totally agree with that. It's so, a lot of work to like work out every day. Yeah, <laughs> do four, three to four sets. 15 reps now yeah we're at 15 reps right now that shit's long <laughs> feels like cardio my arms are dying my legs you're doing great baby i'm proud of you no <laughs> i can't okay. get up on steps okay let's get to okay. another question we stayed on this one for a long time Sorry. okay so how has you wait what how has your approach to fitness and physical activity change oh wait no that's not it sorry 
There's a lot of questions on there, so we're just skimming through them. Oh, this one. Um, how do you incorporate plant-based living into your travel plans? And what are some tips for finding plant-based options on the road? This is good. Yeah. So number one is just happy cow. Big fan <laughs> of using the app happy. Like honestly, it solves all your problems. Again, outsourcing things that are hard. There's tools to make things simpler. You go on Happy Cow, you select, it'll give you vegan restaurants, restaurants with vegan options, with vegetarian options, whatever you're, wherever you're at in your journey. And then it'll literally tell you where all the restaurants are. And then you just go and eat there. And then you try them. And then you talk to the people. And they'll be like, oh, there's also this other vegan restaurant. There's because when we went to the, the Rana Vegana in, in Cabo, she said two other names of restaurants that were not on the app, right? Because yeah. not all of them are on the app. So just talking to the people in the vegan community there by those initial touch points um, is a great way to, that's how we do it. Yeah. Or if we're on the road, like driving long, long time, like hours and hours, we usually like pick up food for snacks. So you're very good at that. At picking like what snacks to have. Yeah. It's just I've been easier. vegan for so long that I like, it's not hard when I go to, if it's a corner store and it's like, nothing is healthy i'll still be able to find something vegan that's okay to tie us over yeah, like fruit yeah <laughs> like fruit. fruit there's protein bars yeah. right um yeah sometimes you just need to drink water to fill your stomach until you get to the next point like oh yeah boy we you... hydrate we bring cases of water when we're on the road yeah and your coffee machine <laughs> my coffee machine yeah. That's how much you like coffee. We travel with a no, coffee I like machine. Good coffee, yeah. <laughs> not just it's coffee. True. Yeah, so. I'm a I'm a coffee snob too. I don't like shit coffee. Yeah, no. Oh, another question. Tempe looks so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Tempe's like, is it over yet? Maybe let's do like three more questions. Yeah. Okay. More plant based, or uh, it's more relationship stuff because it's a Valentine's episode. Were they at the top of the list of Valentine's one? For the people listening, be patient with us. We're finding <laughs> for a new question. We're not editing this episode because it's too long. No, it's all great. Why do we don't need to cut anything? How do you handle the ups and downs of life together? And what have you learned about resilience and perseverance as a couple? It's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'll talk from a bigger picture of my life experiences for a relationship mm -hmm. that love is not enough. And I believe that it takes commitment to your partner because you're not always going to like, you're always going to love your partner. But you're not always going to like your partner. And, but there's also things that are, it's, there's also things that are life obstacles that will be thrown your way that will make you question everything. Right. So for me, it was dealing with cancer. Commitment to your partner, commitment to you. We've gone through a lot of things together, right? Like we can't live in the same country for more than six months. I applied for a visa when we were in the States and it was pending. And then they're like, you don't have it. And you have like four days to leave. So I had to pack our full house, drive two days straight to come to Canada. You had to leave your job to come here. Now we're here. We're coming up at the time frame of six months. We're going at a time frame of six months. And now we have to leave again because <laughs> you can't stay here yeah. any longer. I can't go back in the States yet. So we got to move to Mexico where we can live six months, get out for one day and go back in until we get married. Then we go back to the States, right? Like we've gone through a lot of things together and our initial, the beginning of a relationship was, you know, it was challenging because I was still like dealing with some of the grieving and all that. Um, so yeah, we've gone through a lot of things together. So I think our, my commitment to you is what, help me through all of these things know that I love you and I want to spend my life with you proposing to you twice to lock the deal <laughs> yeah, yeah smart man <laughs> yeah so I think like in how we deal with ups and downs is just um communication like we're we're not perfect like we have our fights we have our little moments mm -hmm. where uh we're not too stoked with each other um but ultimately we know that we won't leave um and so we just come back and have a conversation yeah, you know, like I agree, we have a lot of ups and downs in the beginning of the relationship, especially, but I feel like, again, we go back to communication and consistency, as you've shown that and showed up every time, 
that develop into like trust and just like I know for a fact that this is temporary little fights here and there or arguments that it's going to be like nothing compared to what our life will be in the future so I always look forward to what the future will be for us and keep in mind that you know these little fights is like I wouldn't remember this in like a year from now so why waste time and energy right so mm -hmm. I might be a little stubborn at first as you know but I always learn to come up after and like this. you stubborn <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about um so yeah like I think that's what perseverance is like knowing that there is an end game for the both of us this is not just like a an like short-term goal this mm -hmm. is a long-term you are my long-term you are my forever so with that in mind it's like okay I gotta make this work and you know go through and work through things mm -hmm. instead of just like I don't want to talk about it where I usually like in, in that space like I don't want to talk about things but yeah. now it's like you help me bring things up and talk about it in a loving way and not so defensive or you know know that we're always on the same team I think mm -hmm. it's like what brings us together more so you know we're besties yeah I feel like most of our fights come down to one of us being tired and hung hungry or yeah or hungry <laughs> or it's the time of the month <laughs> Or my version of that is being super stressed with work. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm super stressed with work, I like shut down. I just like everything. My plate is overloaded. I don't want to deal with anything. Yeah. So true. that those tend to be the four things that where we bump heads a little bit, but it's never like a a, a core value of ours yeah, that we're internal. bumping against. Right. It's like you're like, this is who you are. I have a problem with that. Um, We checked ourselves in those areas before. <laughs> to make sure I mean, that's important to a long-term relationship like if you fundamentally don't agree with the core value or how someone is at their core like don't be with this person it doesn't make sense yeah no um just because there's chemistry doesn't mean that you know you want to be with that person mm -hmm. I mean chemistry is important but core value goals mm. family like your family are great you know like I can live with them every day which we tried for 10 days so yeah. your mom and dad's amazing your brothers are just like the best so that's important and you can say that about my mom too if you like. yeah. well I never stayed with your mom but we did the beer yeah. the big bear trip yeah, yeah. yeah her mom's awesome I love her and she stayed actually here with your aunt yeah. for, for before Christmas yeah it's very important for us to like you know our families I think like that's major especially from the culture Mm -hmm. of filipino where family is number one yeah so thank you for you know making sure that it's actually aligned mm -hmm. and then what we believe in we're just you're just a really good person which attracts me the most i i am sure people can tell that you are and you're genuine and you're you know just like the best person as far as my whole life <laughs> that i've encountered and met so honored to be with you for the rest of our lives me too that's what i proposed twice <laughs> put a ring on it twice i actually bought two rings <laughs> yeah so the second ring is <laughs> way bigger great. and that was not my idea people i know you're commenting about that um, i told him it's okay with the first one you know that was great and he refused because he wanted to give me the proposal of my life so that's the kind of person job. he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thank you. I had a vision in my head of how I wanted to propose to you. But then when I was getting kicked out of the States, like you were, you had to kind of like leave your job, leave your family, leave your friends behind. I was like, shit, like I want her to know where we're going. And I was going to propose and I already had planned for it. Just like not within two days notice. So I went and I bought like, uh, I think like a few rings. And then I proposed <laughs> with your mom there because I wanted to involve your mom. There's choices. And that. then I returned some of the rings that you didn't want. Um, and so then I got you the one that you wanted. But then I still had in my head how I wanted to propose to you. Like I wanted to be on a boat, have a beautiful background, not drop the ring in the water, um, and then propose to you there, which ended up being our Cabo, yeah, our Cabo trip. Yeah, good balancing skills. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I grabbed that ring, put it on my pinky, and I held my hand so tight because the boat was rocking. It was really wavy. Um, and like I was walking, wobbling the whole way through, and I was like 
keeping my, I was like, if I fall in the water, my hand is not opening. I'm holding on to that ring. That was expensive. I was like, I'm not dropping this thing in the ocean. Yeah, I'm definitely hanging on to dear life. I'm like, either this is going to turn out really great or one of us will get tossed outside the boat yeah. or the ring. It was really wavy. And I was trying to like grab your hand and you told me, it was like, this is the wrong hand. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just trying to seek balance. I'm not even trying to grab the right hand. I'm just trying to like hold you so we don't fall. I'm just trying to like stay still so but that was great you pulled it off perfectly and it was a beautiful proposal so thank you yeah you're welcome thank you for my ring <laughs> all right is there another question there's a lot of questions yeah let's do this we said three so let's do two more okay oh how do you maintain a positive outlook and a sense of humor in your relationship and what advice would you give to other couples on finding joy together I feel like this is the last question. Okay, so the last question. Can you repeat it? My brain is like tired. We've been doing a lot of stuff today. <laughs> okay, so how do you maintain a positive outlook and a sense of humor in your relationship? And what advice would you give to other couples on finding joy together? Mm. Well, I think that my answer changed recently. For when I read the book um, Essentialism, I had a lot of things on my plate that I was trying to balance, you know, our relationship being one of them, the three businesses, all the employees, business partners and all that. And I was just trying to make everything work. And I think I, I did just enough for everything to be okay, but none of the areas were like, well, and so when we took a week off in Cabo and I came back, I was like, I'm clearing like a chunk. I removed, well, I had 20 meetings. I think I'm down to like six meetings per week now. I removed a lot of projects that were on my on my plate. I like I always prioritize our time together. It's actually scheduled into my calendar mm -hmm. or like when we're spending time together, when it's our date night, when it's our time to work out. Um, and we try not to bring work into these things, but yeah. we work together. So sometimes the conversation goes there, but we'll never do like a full on business conversation when we're together. So I think prioritizing our time together me alleviating the things that are on my plate so I can have more mental space to focus on the areas that are more the most important to me, you being one of them and a few projects that I'm working on right now. Um, so I think that would be my answer, was eliminating things that were on the plate so I could focus more on what's actually important for me and for the long run in my life. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah you definitely did the change so quickly. So I don't like waiting <laughs> to implement <laughs> stuff. He doesn't. I'm the procrastinator in this relationship, obviously. But um, you're the idea person. I am the operator. I live I... in La La Land. <laughs> That's... From LA. <laughs> yeah. um, so how to maintain a positive outlook in a relationship and keeping our sense of humor. I think, I mean, we're just doing it. When you find the right person, it's easy. It's effortless. We laugh a lot. You know, we can make fun of each other. You make fun of me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> With love. Yeah, so. She's so short. When we, it's so funny. If you guys that don't know that are listening on podcasts, I'm six foot four. How tall are you? Yeah, because all my length is in my legs and I'm sitting down. <laughs> How tall are you? My legs like this short. Um, five seven. Five seven. Yo, so if you're listening, if you're watching a video, my legs are definitely touching the ground. Hers aren't. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're not. You're bare. You're on your tippy toes touching it's the. Like yeah. The She's sitting on a couch and her tippy toes are touching the ground. Okay. I just short. Exactly my point. Five seven, <laughs> six four. So when we work out. I have to adjust everything like a squat bar. I basically have to start at the bottom of the squat to unrack it so you and I can squat together. Our pull-ups. Yeah, it's it's interesting how we have to you see our workout videos are pretty funny. Yeah. Start, we just started doing a workout video for Valentine and we tried doing the the hook squat, like a partner. So you hook your arms with your partner and trying to do a squat. I just, I'm too heavy and I got long limbs. I just fell on her. Talk about so. challenges in relationship. That's one of them being short and he's a lot taller. Um, but for the most part, that's good. It's yeah. working out pretty well. Um, so that's our sense of humor. I mean, we get each other. It might not be funny for other people, but we laugh. Yeah, we're special. <laughs> I just laugh <laughs> at everything that he says. So that's a good thing, I guess. Also, uh, what advice can you give to other couples finding joy together? Well, I think 
taking more time to spend time alone with your partner undistracted because i think we're so bombarded with distractions either like oh we're gonna watch netflix together like are you really spending quality time with your partner when you watch netflix from time to time it's great to disconnect but for us to like for us to play chess or play ping pong on our <laughs> kitchen island or to go play pool yeah. and for us to not be on our phone and actually talk and interact versus I see so many people like they're on the couch on their phone side by side or just watching TV. And it's just like, they're not taking the time to continue to get to know each other and to rediscover mm -hmm. themselves. Um, I think that's exactly. a big part in with now with how much like distractions there are. I totally agree. I was going to say discovering each other. Um, and every day it's different you can find things from each other that you don't know even if you've been together for five six ten years i don't care people change right like you still are changing you humans is like we evolve we're yeah we're wired Constantly we're wired evolve, right? to grow and evolve right so i feel like at least for us i don't know for other couples what works for maxime and i uh, is actually doing different activities together whether that he said that's you know playing chess which i win <laughs> ivy likes to play this game called i win whatever happens <laughs> she wins what movie is that from um the adam sandler one with the kid the kid says i win yeah so anyway ivy likes to play that game called i win it's a <laughs> great game you guys should try it <laughs> um and then you know just like it's it's the excitement of like how the other person will perceive every experience. So to grow, I feel like you have to keep trying to rediscover things and each other. So mm -hmm. whatever that may be, you know, it doesn't need to be again expensive. You can get a board game, you can play ping pong, you can go outside and find new hiking trails or whatnot. If you're not into hiking. I'm sure you can find things. Go to the park. Um, well, you should know what you and your partner like to do together. That's one thing, right? If you don't know, start to discover that. Yeah, I feel like as long as you're trying, mm -hmm. it's a great thing. And in life, as long as you're trying to do anything, just try. It's a great improvement. And I feel like you advance no matter what in relationship, in your health, or just daily life. I feel people treat relationship like business. Meaning... You could work, you know, 16 hours a day on a business mm -hmm. and grow it and grow it and grow it. Right. It would only bring you so much fulfillment because it's just one area of your life and other areas of your life are going to be neglected if you do that. Uh -huh. um, and I feel that people do that with their career, with other obligations, with friends. And because they're in that relationship and they know their partner is not necessarily like going anywhere they'll tend to push it off a little bit more, right? They'll focus more take on their career. Granted, yeah, they'll take it for granted. And so being able to reprioritize your time, right? Like ultimately, we're all going to die at the end of the day. <laughs> What's going to matter? If you build a business that made 10 million instead of like 20 million, right? I don't think, I don't think you're going to care that much. Well, once you're on your death path, I think like who's going to be around you once you're there? What are the stories that you guys are going to tell? What are the memories that you guys are going to talk about? Needing a bunch of hair, right? Like what are the things, like who are the people that are going to be there? What are the stories you're going to, and adventures you're going to reminisce on versus like how much money you made all the things? Like, yeah, those things are important. Like the impact you want to have on the world is important, but not to the detriment of, relationships with with your kids with your partner with your parents and the close people that are in your life and i think those things get pushed aside and i feel like when you're younger you push them aside and as you get older you start to see the value i'm starting to see that i was definitely more like i'm just gonna work 20 hours a day i'm gonna sleep four hours but then as i'm getting older i'm like oh shit like my parents are getting older my brothers are like you know in their late 20s like that's crazy i haven't seen them grown up right because i was traveling around and so I'm starting to realize, like, shit, everyone's getting older. Like, I better spend quality time with them. Um, yeah. That's, That's your advice. <laughs> yeah. Re like, prioritization. There's just so many things you can focus on at once. All right? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I think, like you said, with time, as you're getting older, priorities change, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when you're younger, you want to build an empire as much as you can because you've never had it. Then once you have it, 
things change, your priorities change, you change, you evolve. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, oh, wow, look, everyone's getting older. You know, your parents are getting older. My mom's getting older. And then you start thinking like you want to spend as much time with them as possible and make every moment like count. Because mm -hmm. now it's like you're realizing that they're not, you're not going to be here forever. And same thing with your partner. Like if you don't actually, it's, I always compare it to like a plant because you're vegan. <laughs> <laughs> you have to always nourish it, right? You have to plant, it needs food, their water. So just like relationship, if you're not putting effort into it and not constantly taking care of it, it's not going to flourish. Mm -hmm. There won't be flowers to bloom and it won't last forever. It'll die. Mm -hmm. So to keep that alive, you know, you have to make sure that you take care of each other emotionally, um, physically, and mentally. So that overall taking care and cherish each moment and just, yeah, like you said, prioritize, make time for each other. Yeah. Makes a happy couple. Because things will be added onto your plate if you don't pay attention. Either you are the director of your time or other people will be. Yeah. Right? Like your boss is always going to ask you to do more unless he's an amazing boss like me. I think okay. we have a really good team. He's the best boss. We work together in it. Um, right? Like if you don't direct your time, other people will for it. And it will fill up. It's like that. Uh, was it? Is it Parkinson's law? Justin oh, told me. Oh my my business partner told me about it. But it's basically like the, the when you move into a house, there's so many freaking drawers. Like we didn't fill everything when we, when we moved in here from LA. And there's always like that one junk drawer that's like, empty when you move in and then when you move out it's just a full of it's like batteries um allen keys a bunch of screwdrivers leftover like change and it just gets filled up Stop. with time yeah and so the same thing with your schedule if there's a hole there it's going to get filled with things not you're going to be busy they're not are they going to be productive are they going to add value to your life probably not so that's why like my schedule is like it's really tight it's like it's workout time and there's wiggle room right like we take a little bit longer. We grab coffee after we schedule like when it's our date night, when it's our quality time together. And so I think it's important to schedule the things that matter to you into your schedule or else, you know, life will fill it up for you and you're going to be busy, but doesn't mean it's going to be productive and add value to your life. Totally agree. That's why you have that tattoo. Make time counts. Yeah. That's my big motto. Uh, people always say life is short. I don't believe that life is short. I think we just need to make time count with the people that we love. Um, so that's what we're trying to do through our experiences and through this year, trying to prioritize more experiences versus material gifts with energy you're going to suffer from. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love it. Okay. Awesome. Well, anything else you want to add before we wrap up the, the podcast? Cause I'm getting hungry. <laughs> yeah. No, happy Valentine's day to all. Oh yes. And happy Valentine's day. It is coming on Valentine's thank day. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you're welcome. Podcast and for all the teachings and mentoring I mean, you are sort of my mentor when it comes to health and fitness. And life and everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love you and I wish you all the best and success in life. I love it. You're so awkward on camera. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys i want to say massive thank you for listening to this podcast episode like i mentioned there's recipes in the show notes down below if you're on youtube or listening on podcast so be sure to check those out um, if you're interested in transforming right you don't want to have to reinvent the wheel or figure out all the information that will be useful for you in your transformation you want to lose some weight you want to eat 70 80 percent 90 percent 100 percent plant-based we'd love to help you in your transformation so there's a link down below where you can book your free um, fitness audit um, with myself. And now soon you'll be able to book it with Ivy as well. Basically just an intro call to see where you're at, where you want to go, how we can potentially help you and see if we'd be a good fit to work together. So you can book your call down below. Thank you for listening. Ivy, thank you for jumping on and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.